0: Welcome back to the tribe, everyone. Be sure to like and subscribe and enjoy the interview.
1: Hello? this. You would have think I would have had Zoom done by now. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? How are you? I'm new to Zoom, apparently. I'm you so know, sorry. You use it every single day? Dude, I'm on it every day. I don't know how it's always a mystery to me every time I <laughs> log on. That's same with us we're using it every single day yeah good for you mm-hmm. we yeah. got a dolphins fan what's nah, the jersey sir. yeah i, I got Tua. i got the two of them love else? it lefty i'm, I'm a Giants fan giants fan how dare you i'm out you I'm know, J- jaguars jags oh i love it yeah, yeah. i'm in not the excited
0: giants. for trevor this year yeah looking Ooh, forward. i love the setup
1: wow
2: who me thank you yeah love all, all the, the hats, hats.
1: It's only yeah. taken a year to get this all sorted. Wow. I try to do my, look at collection. you. Wait, so Ben and Shane is the, uh, it's Ben and Shane, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, Shane, you've got a bunch of fun. How are those Funkos? So, so what expensive you can't take them out of the, box. I have like such yeah. a, like, I was like, if they're, I, when my daughter, she wants to take them out of the box. And I'm like, let me look them up and see how much they are on eBay. <laughs> And if It's less open value, they will, but it's like, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know if I'm gonna sell them. I just like that.
1: <laughs> it's, I had like sports cards that were, um, at one point worth so much money that if I would have cashed in at the height, I just worry about like sometime in the future, like everybody's like, ah, we don't care anymore. And you're like, oh, Should yeah are just taking them out of the box, but whatever, it looks cool. Looks good. Uh, you a got a nice setup. For a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like yours. Yours is my favorite. I try to yeah. do a hack collection, but <laughs> failed.
1: Yeah, you, uh, yeah. Building this, uh using this box, I want mm-hmm. to expand it. I got to get it. I got to start moving it around because it's like kind of a nice little conversation thing. Exactly, yeah. I
2: agree. Uh huh.
1: I, I got my high school baseball hat. That's the red one.
2: <laughs> I I played some baseball too, and I didn't like. We don't have a high school team, but. Yeah, competitive baseball growing up
1: sick mm-hmm. i yeah. saw
2: an interview from last week where you went to college and then you tried out for the baseball team and you just stepped out right away i died of <laughs> laughter right away it was
1: uh it was such a quick opt-out it i gotta tell you ben <laughs> it is the most humbling thing when you see these guys because you know like i fancied myself like if I go out in a park or do anything like that, like I'll, I'll look like, okay, this guy has some ability, he's he knows what he's doing. But when it's compared to somebody who's just and these are guys, and not every one of them made it to the major leagues, but one of them did, a couple of them did. But you're like, gosh, this is just such a huge step up in talent. You're like, okay, I'm good. And I don't know, I probably said this in that interview too about like anytime somebody's like, oh, I was, I was good in college, but I got hurt. I'm like, never, that never happens. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if i told this story um so i'm gonna tell it to you again or oh, do you want to save this should i be telling this now am i ahead of the game i don't uh, know
0: we we can use this this is we good can stuff. use it
1: like we can go straight into it yeah like a cold open I mean, yeah exactly. lecturing right into yeah. it because this is what i hate i hate these guys who are always like oh the yeah, gab you know I, I was gonna get a ride to whatever school but i got hurt i like that never if you are good enough they will take you. One of my friends played football at Washington. He had a broken wrist, broken wrist that he had to get surgery on. They, they gave him a scholarship. Oh. A friend of mine, a friend of mine at Cal State Fullerton had Tommy John surgery. Tommy John, you're out for two years with that. Yeah. got his scholarship. They kept him on. So there's no, if you're good enough, they don't care about your injury
2: yeah it's very true i wasn't good enough that's why i quit baseball
1: that's a, listen it's a it's a it's a it's a tough thing to finally admit yeah but at some point you're like yeah okay like, everyone
2: starts to know exactly
1: it all filters it all filters out at some point mm-hmm. <laughs> okay so we're gonna begin with talking
0: a bit about you so we want to know how you kind of got into the media business like you're on different shows or like different like um networks and stuff like that so we want to know how you got into it and where you found your love for the game of football and other sports
1: stumbled i mean a lot of it's stumbling into it but i think that with a lot of people who love sport it usually comes from your parents your parents are into it i know uh, being a southern california kid because people ask me this all the time because i like the angels and the lakers and the kings and everybody's like well, what do you do what did you do for football Because you know LA didn't have football for so long, and it's like it was always the local teams, and whether you're Angels or Dodgers or Lakers or Clippers or whatever it is, and then whoever your parents liked in football or whoever just won the Super Bowl was going to be your team, and I think that was that way for a lot of kids. But I always my dad, it's his favorite. He loves football. Football is his number one. So I love football. I wish I was a better player at football, and that would have been very helpful, but. You know, I was always, I always loved it and watched it. And, you know, you want to hang out with your dad or whatever, and you're just sitting there watching football all the time. Now, my mom, my mom liked football. And so Mm. she was cool, like Bears fan and everything like that. But she was more um, entertainment driven. So I also got a love for comedy of doing like, she would let me when I was like, when I was a youngster, she would let me stay up on Saturday nights to watch Saturday night live. (laughs) <laughs> We'd watch A&E's Evening at the Improv. So I was really like, I had this too, like dual love for entertainment and sports. And now thankfully it's like all coming together at some time. And really when I was, when I was coming up, I w- when it came time to go to college. I was kind of, you know, sort of like, yeah, I'm going to go into college. I might not go into college. Like, but my parents, because at the time, nobody had ever graduated from a four-year university in my family and my two older sisters didn't, one of them was in entertainment. And they're like, can you just go to college? Like, just do whatever, just please like, we'll pay for it, we'll do whatever. And I'm like, okay, you know, so I go, you know, go up, sign up, business major, go to Cal State Fullerton. I played baseball and I'm like, let's see what happens. Like, ah, huh? like I'm a good ball player. And as I was telling <laughs> you guys earlier, yeah, it wasn't, not good <laughs> enough. Not gonna, and by the way, and anybody, and this is another one of my pet peeves too. People are like, when people go, yeah, I could have played D3, could have done this. Let me tell you something. I worked in the newspapers, LA Times, Orange County Register. I covered prep sports. I covered small school sports, NAIA, Division three, anything that's out here in the area. When you open the program and you look at the kids who are playing at Chapman University, every single one of them, especially like in baseball, every single one of them, all league, all CIF, which is like kind of like our all state, like they're, they're studs. The only problem is they're five, nine, not six, one, like, stop. You couldn't have played D three either, otherwise you would have. So stop, (laughs) stop saying that stuff. Like I knew I was a good high school baseball player. That's where it ended, but I still, you know, try to uh, continue in sports doing the school newspaper. Like I said, doing the LA times, orange County register covering the uh the local preps and then getting in a, an internship with the nfl like the lucky like i don't even know how it's possible it wasn't listed in any book or anything but somehow <laughs> i found a way and just once i got in there i just refused to leave i just hunkered in i'm like i'm i got squatters rights or whatever <laughs> i'm not leaving
2: and so i, heard I think people, so sorry i heard people consider you the cow of internships
1: <laughs> That was my thing. Like I was, uh, I was a young man who would, you know, you get a cool internship. Like not only cause there was a big thing on the internet about a month ago where people are talking about unpaid internships because mm-hmm. I did some and like, people are mad at me and I'm like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like I listen, I, as a, as a rule, like, I don't want it. Like, I don't like unpaid internships. I'm not like, if this is a philosophical debate, I think unturned unpaid internships are terrible. But it's like when you're at a rock concert and there's only one restroom but there's a field where a bunch of guys are going to the bathroom at some point you're like i don't necessarily agree with this but i'm (laughs) gonna do it because i'm whatever's necessary i'm going to do and that was listen i'm not proud of it and listen i wish everybody would get paid for their labor yes i'll sign up for that but listen i was a kid who was going to cal state fullerton i didn't go to usc or syracuse or ohio state or michigan or any one of those schools that's going to guarantee you a job so i'm like i'm doing whatever and if i gotta get by by doing things that mm-hmm. i don't i'm not proud of then i'm gonna do it so i was interning with the nfl fortunately it was a paid internship i still kept my job at the irvine improv i worked at disneyland for a while then i went to the irvine improv so i was like just juggling all these-
0: <laughs> everything
1: just doing whatever man like you're a young kid you're like you can yeah do whatever um But yeah, I just kept going in like year after year, like, okay, yeah. Like you want me back? I'm in, you know, it was easy for them. Like the hiring manager who is super cool, Chuck Garrity. I think at some point you're like, you don't, you don't have to go through resumes or do anything like that. You're like, sure. If Rank wants to come back, then you're welcome to come back. (laughs) So I did that for a couple of years. And then eventually, you know, they, I graduated (laughs) And so you're like, well, you know, but I'm like, okay, well, I'm still going to take this money and go do this internship during the summer. It makes a lot of sense. But I was with a friend of mine at this local tavern called Cassidy's in Newport beach. And it was a Sunday afternoon and my internship was over, but I didn't have the pop circumstance of like the go away where they give you the swag bag and they give you like a watch and a denim shirt with the NFL logo. I got none of that. So I yes. said, you know what? Chuck Garrity was, was going on vacation because he left on that Friday and I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to show up. Worst case scenario, I'll get paid for two more weeks. Yeah. And that's going to be that. So I did. <laughs> I just started. And nobody, my key card still worked. I'm like, all right. Like I'm still getting <laughs> out of the building, still getting paid. So who cares? And Chuck Garrity returns on that Monday, two weeks later. And he's like, what's going on? And as luck would have it. I had started working on this trading card set because one of the editors needed some help. I'm like, oh yeah, man, Peterson's got me on this thing doing this uh doing research for this ron mix trading card set i'm looking up like quotes and this is back like i had to go look through books and stuff so like, <laughs> i know that's foreign to a lot of people yeah. <laughs> so i was doing that and he just kind of shrugged and walked off and i'm like oh, that's wild but like okay and then a couple it's like a couple months later he shows up in my office and he's got like a yellow post-it note and I'm like, oh, shoot, man, dude, I'm going to get bounced. Like, I'm looking to see if he's got a security guard with him or something. But no, he was hiring me. He's like, you can't be an intern oh. forever. That was the thing. He goes, you can't be an intern forever. And you're just like, poop. Like, oh, this <laughs> is it. It's over. But he's like, no, we're going to hire you. And here's what you're making. And I'm so bummed that I never kept this post it note. I had it for so long. And I, you know, I was a young man, I was like in my 20s. So, like, I, yeah. Early twenties was like 20. Yeah. I had to be 21 cause I was at the bar. I listen. I was, I properly in a bar. I was, <laughs> I was of age. Mm-hmm. And, um, but yeah, so I, I lost that posted after a while. Cause that was, you know, one of, like I use something you could mm-hmm. for a while in okay. any event, I was just hired. And then yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. Like that. It paid off. I don't know how it worked. I was like, I don't know if you guys watch always sunny in Philadelphia, like a Charlie day type of thing.
0: I've heard of it before. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Whatever. Like old people to call it the Costanza from Seinfeld, but that was a show that came on before you guys were born. So I'm not going to make you go look that one up. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Um, so you mentioned that you played uh baseball and did you play a bit of football? I played a bit of football.
1: I was good. I was a so, good player. I was really? a good football player. I was a receiver. Ooh. The only, the only problem was, is our team, ran the ball all the time oh, like yeah. it was awful like it was it was t- i knew how to block like i'm a good blocker but it wasn't it wasn't as fun you know in football practice because i played basketball and baseball too baseball practice is fun because you're out there shagging balls you're hitting balls you're like ah' it's a you're screwing around like nobody's okay. trying to murder you like it's pretty fun basketball's fun because it's basically just like picking basketball was like just playing pickup and then running a bunch at the end, which was fine. But football, that's the most miserable practices. So I played one year. I'm like, I couldn't do it. I'm like, I'm out. Like, it's just not <laughs> the games. Like the games go so fast and like all this, I'm like this, I don't know. It was, it was fine, but I'm like, that's ah, it's just not my thing. I wanted to play quarterback. Like That was another thing too, is I wanted to play quarterback. And so I'm left-handed. So the coaches go out and, if you're, if you're left-handed, like if you're Tua, mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they will, they there will switch, they will switch the offense for you. Cause it's a big mm-hmm. thing. Like Matt Leinert, like Matt Leinert mm-hmm. was a local kid out here. Modern day high school will change the offense, like flip things around. So it works for a left-handed quarterback. You've got to be that exceptional talent. I was not that exceptional talent. So they're like, go play receiver and learn how to block. Although I will tell you this one time when I was uh a younger man. This was uh, we were, I went to go play um, flag football one day and um, you know, so I'm going in there and I'm playing and this quarterback, the guy who was playing quarterback was so mad at everybody. And it was like third down play. And he looks at me and I, I I didn't even know this kid. He's like, Hey, can you catch the ball? And I'm like, of course I can. He's like, I want to run a hook and lateral with you. Can you do it? And I'm like, bro, of course. So we run the play. I catch it not only lateral, do a nice little, like, get in the way of the guy chasing him, so he springs for a touchdown, I catch a touchdown in the first half, like, it's good, like, I look like a stud, and then the only problem was, is they had this guy who was rushing that they couldn't handle, and I'm trying to tell this kid, like, here's how you block, and then I'm like, forget it, like, I'll do it, <laughs> so I go out there, and this guy, this dude's like 6'3", mm. and he's kind of, he's kind of, he kind of built, like, He's not John Cena like, but he's like he's pretty put together. So he just comes rushing at me. I'll never forget. I know this is a dumb story. Like, listen to me telling a flag, but telling a flag. But <laughs> That's what you we know. play. We play flag football. Yeah. But it's fun. It is. So it, is. Guy, it is fun. So this guy, so this guy just comes running at me like full speed. <laughs> and I don't flinch. And this is I'm still my I'm like the size I am now, but I'm a little bit more put together. How old are you at this point? oh, I'm in my twenties. Like I'm still in oh. my prime. So this, <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah, I don't, I don't think I had touched 30 cause I was in really good shape. So I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't <laughs> have done this much past 30. So the dude comes running. he's just full speed. And I'm just like naughty, like not, I'm not concerned at all. And I just get my hands close to me and I just pop them. Cause you can touch them. And I just, pop him right in the chest and the dude just stops (laughs) it kind of wins him a little bit and he's like oh like and the quarterback throws the ball things go on so then he comes up and uh so the next time he comes up to me and then he god bless him he's a big guy he should just try to run me over again but he comes and he tries to do a swim move and again like once he gets his arm up to go do the swim move then i just get him by his armpit and shove him and he's a big like he's a big guy and i but his momentum is off because he's i don't think he's used to doing it so i shove him and he stumbles and whatever quarterback throws it and whatever and then so the next time third time's the charm and uh he comes up and tries to do a spin move (laughs) I, i wait and then when his back is to me i just take him by his lower back and i escort him like i'm a bouncer escorting him out of the bar just throwing him. just, excuse me, sir. I need you to leave and push him. I push him up field. Like he's a strong guy, but he's not used to his momentum, not being yeah. forward. So I, I ruined this guy's life <laughs> for this afternoon. And then all my, all my buddies come out and they're like, bro, you gotta, you gotta play next week. Like, can you come out? Like what? Cause I was filling in for somebody and I'm like, yeah, dude, maybe. And I'll tell you what Shane, Ben, and this is no lie. I never went back. Why? Why not? I'll tell you I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because I was a legend. So I'm never going to top that. That's like I'm true. I'm never going to play as well as I played in that moment and I knew if I started playing I would get so competitive, I would work on it too much. No no no. They went this team went to the playoffs. They went to the championship game. They lost because they couldn't <laughs> handle the guy who was rushing and they just kept talking like god, if we had rank like i've met up with like like, oh god rank if you would have been there we would have won you would have had this guy so i i rested on my laurels right there it's like when you have a good like if you have a good combine you don't go to the pro day numbers you just stick it and now those that group of friends considers me to be one of the better football players that they knew and when i tell them stories like yeah so when i do that like i could have played but i got injured i could have gone (laughs) d3 they actually believe me but uh, that was my, that was the dumbest and that was the longest football story. I'm so sorry. Love it. No, uh, we you, love had to, it. Uh, you had to sit there and listen to it. We all your it. friends are going to be like, why did you bring this guy on? Like if I <laughs> wanted to hear some boomer talk about flag football, I could have gone and hung out with my dad. But in anyways, thank you for, thank you for indulging me in that story.
2: No, we love it. We don't hear that. We're up, we're up in Toronto right now. So we yeah. mainly hear like hockey stories and all that stuff. So we always love to hear the, yeah. football
1: story i legitimately can't tell that you guys are canadian that's
2: i i take that i'll take that I like i'm it.
1: joking of course i can hear it i can hear the accent and i love it really i mm-hmm. want to sit yeah especially you shane like you ben could probably get away i actually thought i'm like is ben is he canadian too shane for <laughs> sure like no disrespect and can, being canadian's awesome like that's a yeah. thing I, I like celsius i think celsius makes more sense <laughs> like zero zero should be free like it's the most American thing for us to do something that's just so difficult that just baffles the. It has, it, there's no reason for it. 32? 32 is why? Why yeah. is 32 freezing? It <laughs> makes no sense. I know. I can't just,
0: understand that.
1: It's just America trying to do something stupid just yeah. to see if everybody else will go along with it. And I'm glad that you guys haven't. I'm, I'm proud yeah. of you.
2: Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, we, we don't understand miles. We're kilometers. Out there I know.
1: Yeah. That's another, like, again, we've got to do, I don't know. We're, we're the difficult child that has to do their (laughs) own thing all the time. Like just ruining it for everybody. I apologize. Okay. We forgive you. Okay. Who knows? Thank you.
2: Thank you. Mm -hmm. So I see, wait, see,
1: wait, wait, do you guys play flag football? Like, is this an organized thing? What do you guys do? Uh, Yeah.
0: Well, there's like a league, the, it's called the, um, what is it? Toronto flag (laughs) football league. And like all our buddies do it. And you join teams and then you compete like every weekend, like Sundays or something. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then you go to like uh-huh. playoffs and stuff. And me and Ben were actually we coached for together for
1: volunteer okay. hours for our school. Oh, that's yeah, like awesome some plays. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, look fun. at you guys. Is it, this is the dumbest question <laughs> that I can think of. Is it Canadian rules flag? Like, is it three downs? Uh, no, No, no. <laughs> no. I don't know. Like, I don't, I'm not being insulting. No, that wasn't a bad question. It's not a bad question. No one really up
2: here watches CFL unless you're like true, yeah. true Canadian.
1: Oh, uh, okay. Like, yeah. hardcore, hardcore Canadian. I got you.
0: One of our dad's friends played in the CFL. Stop yeah. it. Really? Yeah. yeah. On the. Who, who was Argos. it? Jeff, Jeff Garcia?
2: <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I don't really what know. They, Tron, Argos. Last name's
0: Douglas. I think he was like an O line. Okay. I don't know what he was.
2: Mm hmm. So I see the hat in your back, then and I know you've said this Everything, before. All the you're a uh, Bears fan, and yeah. your Bears have been pretty active this free agency signing the Red <laughs> Rocket, Andy Dalton. So yeah, your, buddy. So what are your thoughts on that? You like the signing? Oh,
1: I love Andy Dalton. That's such The a Red good Rocket. Move. Gosh dang it. You know what? I got to say this uh, as a little bit of a humble brag. I've met Andy Dalton before, and- really? It sucks because he's the nice, he's like such a nice person. He's got like a great dry sense of humor, like immediately just love the guy. And now, you know, you're, you're trying to take it from a football perspective and, and everything like that. There's nothing against Andy Dalton and he's not, he's not Mm -hmm. a bad guy. Like it's fine. Like it's, you know, how it goes. Like Tim Hortons is fine. Like Tim Hortons is good. Like there's nothing like I've, I've got no. I've got no like animosity towards yeah. Tim Hortons. We love Tim Hortons. But you know, like, okay, that's a bad example. I think um, <laughs> Tim, Tim is Hortons like is our good. home. No, it yeah. is so good. Yeah. You know what? When I was, um, the la- one of the last times I stayed at, um, in New York, I was in the the Midtown area and I knew right where the Tim Hortons was. There's one on, was it 42nd or 44th? But like I knew where the Tim Hortons, because like I don't get a chance to get it, and I'm like, it is excellent. Like I know it's one of those things. I know like Boston people always talk about Duncan, like oh it's so amazing, and you're like, like oh Tim Hortons. When people brag about that, that's actually the truth. Like that mm-hmm. is, if there was a Tim Hortons where I lived, I would go there all the time. But I think um, Andy Dalton's kind of like some other like fast food place, like McDonald's. Like it's never going to be your first choice. It's not going to be. Th- you know what you're getting. It's fine. The kids like it, whatever. I think what bears fans want is you want your own quarterback. You want a guy that you're like, this is our guy. We have our, our franchise quarterback. And for a lot of us, you know, for me, like even for my parents, you think about it, it's been a long time Mm -hmm. since the bears have had like a true stud. Like McMahon was great. Cutler had his moments. Walter Payton on a halfback option was amazing, but it's like we haven't had a court, we haven't had a guy that we can rally around. We haven't had our version of Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Peyton Manning or something like that. And I think that's what we want. And it's no disrespect to Andy Dalton who can come in and I think that uh, the Bears could easily come in and win 9 10 games with him and be competitive and it's going to be good, but it's like we still want our guy. Like we want our Patrick Mahomes or somebody like that, even Tua. Like I for whatever reason I love I love reading mock drafts where people are like, yeah, maybe the dolphins will go in for a quarterback. I'm like, what are you talking about? They drafted Tua last year. Like yeah. what, mm-hmm. what in that? Like he got pulled a couple of times only because Flores was really trying to win. Mm-hmm. And Ryan Fitzpatrick was giving him a great chance to win. Like he's a rookie who would, he's also coming gonna, off like an awful injury. Surgery. Yeah. Nervous. And
2: it's like a COVID year.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, it's crazy to me. Oh my God. Like who would give up? And listen, if, if you want to trade him to the bears, like do it. But uh, I, I love Tua. like, that's a dumb thing. So yeah, I, I think, him. I think that's the, I think that's the biggest thing for bears fans is we just want our franchise quarterback. And it's, it's difficult when you keep trying to find these stopgap measures, Nick Foles, Andy Dalton. I mean, if we wish that Mitch would have worked out, Like I was, Mm -hmm. I wanted Deshaun Watson. Like I thought he was the guy. Like he was my number one guy coming in. And I'll admit, like I didn't think that Patrick Mahomes was going to be as good as he's been. No one did. Yeah, but I knew Deshaun Watson was going to be amazing. Like because we saw it in college. Like yeah, he's a good he's a good player. Like what do you want from him? And it's not Mm -hmm. like it's not like uh, when these Alabama quarterbacks. It's it's tough. I hate to do the thing with like Alabama quarterbacks. Yeah, that's dumb. That means nothing. But like. Deshaun Watson, Clemson was not a blue blood program until he got there. Really? Like when Mm -hmm. him and Dabo came in now, now they're established. They're getting all these studs going through there. Deshaun Watson was the guy who kind of started that. And so I think that he, you, you give him a little bit more deference and I just, I don't understand and I'll never understand why they didn't draft him. And I know there's things going on with him legally right now, but from a playing standpoint, there was no reason not to draft that guy.
2: Yeah. I'd um, love him in Miami.
1: Like, yeah. You got to uh, a stop it. Yeah. <laughs> People yeah, always be, ask me,
0: would you rather be a happy two with one?
1: Uh, I mean well, yeah. playing playing wise, that's a see that's a difference. it I I get what you're saying. Like it's a different because we know that Deshaun Watson's good. We're hoping exactly. that Tua is going to be that good. Mm-hmm. So from a like if we're playing Madden. I'd rather have Deshaun Watson. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, he's you can scramble
2: with him, and that's a touchdown right there.
1: He's
0: good. He's so good. He's a good player. Yeah, great. He's been great. So, you when you saw Dalton, how how big was he? Because I feel like no one really realizes how big some like athletes are. He's a tall
1: guy. It's funny because like it's it's interesting, especially when some of these guys stop playing football and they lose a little bit of weight. Yeah, where you see some of these receivers. I'll tell you what, like I, I love Steve Smith. Steve Smith's not very tall, but one time when we were at the uh, Super Bowl in Minnesota, and we were at the uh, NFL Experience, and we were on the field, and we are lined up, and he's not even trying hard. Like he's not, like he's literally exerting no effort. But I'm trying to run past him, and he's just casually holding <laughs> me back. And I'm taller than he is, and I weigh more than he does, and he's he has no problem just holding me back. And you're like, this is like this. I can't even imagine like the athletic skill. And you think about like when he was playing, like I, I, and this Uh is, you know, he's retired. Like, I Uh can't imagine like how good this player was or how good he was. And he's, it's Steve. It's my Steve Smith. He's a coworker. He's a great guy. And it's like, gosh, he is such a great athlete. MJD. Like if you bump into MJD, you're like, there's just something different about him. It's not Mm -hmm. like, it's not like walking into one of your other coworkers. It's like, gosh, like that guy, like it's, it's an unbelievable. And they're not very tall, but you're like, gosh, they're just so solid. Like I would probably die. You know what I'm saying? Like I thought, but then you see some guys and there's some guys who come in who are just monsters. Andy Dalton was a lot taller than I expected. (laughs) When I ran into Kyle Long, I look like Kyle Long's child next to him. And he was, and he was, he was, uh, cut down too. This is before he got back into shape to go back into the NFL. And he was just, that's a super huge guy. And you're like, goodness gracious. Like this guy, so tall. So yeah, it's, it's freakish sometimes when you see these guys, you're like, this is unbelievable. Also the, uh, the professional wrestlers are like that too. Like I've met a couple of them. There's some that are like shorter than me, but you can tell like, they're so, they're just so jacked. Yeah. And then there's guys who are just huge monsters like Sheamus. I don't know if you're wrestling fans, but like Sheamus was just like a, such a big dude. You're like, Whoa. <laughs> yeah. So sticking with the bears, um, what do you
0: think about them sticking with the uh, Nike as their coach? Did you I, agree with that?
1: I do. I mean, they haven't had a losing season with him. I mean, he's, he can't, he can't go eight and eight anymore. I mean, I guess I suppose he can go eight, eight and one. So he's either going to be a winner or a loser. But I felt at this point that they still have had some issues at the quarterback position. We've never really seen what could happen if he has a quarterback who can run the offense. If you have an offensive line that's healthy, you know, that's the one thing I think we noticed from the Super Bowl. Exactly. That Patrick Mahomes, who comes from that offense, like it's very delicate. Like if that offense, if that offensive line takes a few hits. Like, it's going to be very difficult to run. And I think that perhaps looking at the long-term viability of an offense like that, like, gosh, does everything have to be perfect for this to work? But I do have some confidence in Nagy. I, I like, I know Bears fans can be so toxic and so upsetting. I'm like, how do you not like this? I, I, I kind of like his, I kind of like his vibe. I like the way that he conducts himself. People are like, he's arrogant. And I'm like, have you never met a football coach in your life? Like every football coach thinks he knows exactly, he's got every answer. I wouldn't
2: want to meet Bill, Bill Belichick, probably, He probably.
1: He, here's, I'll, I'm going to tell you a <laughs> secret, Ben. This is a secret. Bill Belichick is a, is a delightful human being.
2: Really? If
1: You've you met ever, him? If, if you, I've never, I've never been in the, I've never been in a circle where I've been talking to him, but it like the combine and some of these other events, he'll show up Oh, what was it? It was, uh, Parcells went to the hall of fame. So he stopped by Canton for it and you're watching him interact and you're like, Oh, Belichick's just a normal dude. Like he's having the time of his life. He's doing his thing, really enjoying himself. I'm like that persona he puts on for football is completely different, but uh, I don't know that I'd want to play for him, but yeah. I think that he seems like somebody that I could have a, uh, I could have some, uh, some, uh, Appetizers with, or something,
2: mm-hmm. like chilies, mm-hmm,
1: yeah.
2: exactly. Like, talking about the Matt Nagy thing, your Bears played against the Saints in the playoff game, and I think his name is Javon Wemyss, who so dropped Wims. Oh. Yeah, so what was your reaction to that when you saw go right through his hands?
1: Oh, that was fitting. Was it, yeah, yeah, it was a trick play. Oh, yeah. listen, this is the best part, Shane. It was a trick play that the saints ran the yeah. following week yeah. the to great success. Theory. And that's, and that's what I tell everybody. I go for all of you guys and girls knocking Matt Nagy, somebody in the coaching community thinks enough of his play calling <laughs> that they stole his play yeah. and they ran it in a playoff game. And it worked and it worked.
0: Yeah. It was a good yeah. play. It was, it a, was great a great play Great
1: play. Yeah. A great play like that. Is that, yeah if that guy didn't miss that catch that would have been a whole different game could have been yeah could have been we had the nvp <laughs> nickel I, I don't know if you guys watched. i don't know if you had it up there in canada or anything like that i, didn't. Could have- I tried yeah. to get it on
0: yeah i saw a it, lot of youtube stuff on it
1: it was well i love nate burleson so <laughs> that's my guy so I, i'm always gonna like it and the kid ian eagles kid was really good he's like the clippers broadcaster out here he's solid too, but it was so funny. Gabby, I believe was the, was the young lady who was there, like the way they're explaining it, like it was kind of cool. Cause like my kids are watching it and I'm like, Oh, this is a cool way to explain it. I also wanted them to, ex- I-, I wanted them to extend it to like other things or like, cause they, everything like, Hey Gabby, this is, it's kind of like, and they're trying to do like, I don't know if they'd written out these analogies ahead of time. Cause they, I, I can't believe that they were coming up with these on the spot. Like I'm good at analogies. I don't think that they were that I've no disrespect. Nate, but I, I got to imagine you'd written some of these out, but they're like, Oh, like, Hey Gabby, this is kind of like when your friend, you know, ditches school and you're supposed to cover for or whatever it is. And um, I go, I want to do this for another game. I want them to do this for like a Packers game. And I would be like, Hey Gabby, you got to understand. The referees love Aaron Rodgers. So if you get too close to him, they're going to throw a flag. Like, hey, Gabby, this is Kyle Fuller. He is so good at football that the stuff that he does seems illegal, but it's not. And every time he tackles somebody, they're going to throw a flag on it. It's (laughs) like when you have a troublemaker in class and anytime something gets broken, they're the first one who gets implicated, like that kind of thing. (laughs) That would have been very helpful, but yeah, nobody asked me no I,
2: I love it i love it i hate how all the flags we came from playing tom brady twice a, twice a year and we saw flags. that's and right and we touched him.
1: Yeah. well i mean that was tom brady you were the dolphins why don't you like no know, know the depth chart
2: exactly I'm
1: saying? like i got i do that at work like i like we have a like this is this is the funniest thing i don't it's probably not the funniest thing and i set it up now and it's not going to be funny <laughs> oh no <laughs> but, this is a, but you guys know who uh deon sanders is and like yeah. rich eisen mm-hmm. yeah like theoretically theoretically we have the same boss like there is somebody who's like the vice president of talent so we theoretically have the same boss and i never hear from him and uh could go like forever and he always and he's super cool and he'll always be like oh so sorry you know didn't mean to get you know meant to get back to you sooner like that's always the thing like hey meant to get back to you sooner and I'm like. Oh no, I, I, I read a depth chart. Like I, I understand. I understand the priority. Like I read this thing. Like if Rich Eisen calls you, you're taking that call, but mm-hmm. if it's rank, you're just like, yeah, I'll get back to him. In four-. And, it's yes. fun. and I, I, believe me, I understand. I understand. I'm the, I'm the 52nd man on this depth chart. I'm cool with it. I'm just happy to be here. Mm-hmm. Anytime I can get favor with somebody. That's great. Otherwise glad to be part of the team. And I'll take that. And I'm sorry, Ben. That's kind of the way the dolphins are. That's how it not, was, now. Yeah. not now, not now. They're not now. moving up there. They're moving up. That's true. Brian, yeah. by the way, Brian Flores. I don't think people are talking about this enough. Like, cause even the previous year was a 2019, right? My years are going to get mixed up. But like 2019, the end of that season, oh, it was incredible. they were playing so well. And I'm like, why is nobody talking about this? Like, this is a good football team. Mm-hmm. Now they've got all these picks. So, I know it's going to be a hot take to say this, but this I think even more. Uh, it's tough because Buffalo has Josh Allen. Yeah. I think more so than Buffalo, I think the Dolphins are the one that you have to watch out for. Is that team who could end up being a a long standing team that's always at the top of the AFC? Because I think Hopefully. they they're set. Hopefully, I'm prepared.
0: yeah. Who's your pick to win the Super Bowl this year?
1: It's too early for that. But if I had to pick a non. It's too easy to say the Buccaneers yeah. and there's been no, here's a couple, there's, there's two ways to look at this though. No team has repeated in the NFL since 2004, but that team was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or excuse me. It was the New England Patriots led by Tom Brady, the quarterback of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And they got everybody coming back. They, they have a different, and if there's one guy who knows what it takes To repeat a guy who is psycho enough to go through that. I mean, you think about how many AFC championship games Tom Brady went to in a row. Like every year, AFC championship game. Like he's he's dedicated, he's psycho. Everybody buys in, everybody in the organization. And I think a lot of times these teams, you know, you win a Super Bowl, you get a little full of yourself. That's what you know, think and it's tough. It's tough to repeat. You know, we've seen it, you know, we teams that we thought were going to repeat, like the Chiefs, the Seahawks, like they've had, uh, both of them ultimately lost to Tom Brady, by the way. But it's one of those things. I think Tom Brady is the guy who could help reverse that trend. So I don't think that it's outlandish, and I don't think that it's lazy to say that the Buccaneers are the team to beat in football this year. But I think the Chiefs are going to be very good. The team that I'm watching out for the most, that I think sneakily, could be the best team the, the biggest challenger to the buccaneers is not it's not the green bay packers but i believe it's the los angeles rams yeah yeah I, yeah not, like i the stafford thing was a great move like they it could have been so easy you see this all the time like the rams could have you know they've invested a lot of money and a lot of time mm-hmm. into the development of jared goff he's gotten them to a super bowl already Very easy to be like, hey, let's ride this out, let's keep going. But the Rams blew it all up. We're gonna go out, we're gonna get Matthew Stafford. And because I think partly because John Wolford looked so good, like John Wolford is a fine player, like he's in the NFL. I think how different it was when you had another, like somebody else did it. You know what, like it's it's like somebody who has like a, a bad partner or spouse or whatever, or like boyfriend or girlfriend and you like hang out with somebody else, you're like, wait, life can be different. Like, <laughs> oh, that's the way they were like, oh, wait. So our quarterback can run is athletic <laughs> mm-hmm. can make plays and, and not necessarily always get sacked. Cause I thought last year the Rams were good enough to knock off the green Bay Packers. And I will still contend that had Aaron Donald been 100% healthy, yeah. the Rams would have won yeah. that game. Mm-hmm. So I think the Rams are right there. And I love, I love <laughs> that they go for it. Yeah. Like they go for it. The Packers don't go for it. Ever. The Packers, the Packers are like, hey, Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre, go win us a championship. We're gonna do nothing to help you.
0: But yeah, you go out and do it up. on your own.
1: Mm-hmm. And then yeah. Like, and that's I don't know. I, I think the Rams, I think they have the right approach to yeah. the NFL. Because I'm a big I don't care about the picks guy. Like I don't picks mm-hmm. whatever. Like it doesn't matter. Like if you get a good enough player, now I I'm that way for established players. Like if you want to give up three, like what the 49ers gave up for a crap shoot of a quarterback to me is too much. Mm-hmm. You give that up for Russell Wilson. All right. I, that, that makes sense. Your bears were going to do that. I was happy with that. We know how good Russell Wilson is. Exactly. Like I don't, I'm i not praying that he's good. Like we don't know who the 49ers are going to take at quarterback. It could be Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, Mac Jones, whomever, Trey Lance,
0: mm-hmm.
1: any of those guys. We don't know how good they're going to be. Yeah. Russell Wilson I think we have an indication that he's pretty good at football at, least yeah. at the NFL level. And so I thought that that would have been a safer play. Obviously the 49ers couldn't make that move. Seahawks are not doing that in the division, but you know what I'm saying?
2: Mm-hmm. Me and Shane were ready to bet on Chicago once they were trading for Russell Wilson. Once oh. saw I, I
0: placed a future bet because I heard they were going to like make a big push for
1: him. And then they just didn't get him. Well,
0: so,
2: they offered a lot. I saw.
1: Yeah. They tried as hard as they could. They made a bid and I don't know what this betting parlance is. I've never heard of it as an NFL employee. I don't bet. (laughs) Don't endorse that last statement, but I know what you're saying. Uh Yeah, I was excited. I was excited because Russell Wilson said I'll go to the bears because otherwise I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have been in that conversation. I would have been like, what? Like, no, like I was in college and this girl, who is like, no, just, you know, not to, not to brag, but she has like one of the most attractive girls in school. And then she's like, <laughs> hey, like, she asked me, like, I would have never thought to myself, like, oh, like she'll go out with me. Never would have done that. But when they come and ask you, you're like, yeah. oh, I'm let's go. Let's Only go. game,
2: uh-huh. We'll go to
1: Applebee's. We'll get an awesome blossom. Like we'll do it. We'll have a night. It'll be fine. It'll be fun. I, uh, so I never would have done that otherwise, but Russell, we were selected. We were put in. We were put in that conversation, and to the Bears' credit, they did their due diligence. It sounded like they gave a very competitive offer, but they ultimately decided to keep Russell Wilson because that's probably the smart thing to do. Yeah, and, uh, we got Andy Dalton, so there we go. There we go. Yeah. So we'll move into the fantasy football
2: outlook, and me and Shane were wondering who you think your sleeper pick is for the 20 yeah, biggest sleeper for the twenty twenty two season.
1: I'm going to say this, and this is one of my things. I like, I know this isn't a sleeper, but I want to take a moment to talk about Jonathan Taylor. Mm. Because this is such an interesting, he's such an interesting player. I know a lot of people, the way they do fantasy, they look at who have been the established stars for the longest time. And I think that anybody going into the draft, like CMC, I think is a different, like he's still in yeah. the prime of his career. Yeah. He should be the first overall pick, the guy at the top of the board. But I think Jonathan Taylor should be number two. And I know that people feel comfortable with, like, they'll go back to Saquon Barkley, talk about Ezekiel Elliott. They'll talk about, um, who are some of them? Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, maybe even Aaron Jones. And, oh, they'll talk about the Bengals RB1. Like, uh, quit trying to make that a thing. But what we saw out of Jonathan Taylor last year shows me a player who is ready to take that next leap. Like this is, mm-hmm. this is like drafting Ladanian Tomlinson right as he started making his ascension. And I remember I'm old enough to remember when Ladanian Tomlinson was like more of a fringy player. And then I was like, I'm taking him first overall, which at the time all, except for one of my friends was like, Oh, it's a great pick. Or no, wait, all, of,
0: like everybody said it was a dumb bit. pick. Yeah. One, only one, one guy agreed
1: with me. Only one guy agreed with me. And by the way, he's in my league of record and he's the only other guy who's won as many championships as me. So that should show <laughs> us why we think. So we like to be a little bit ahead of the game. And I think it's important to kind of be ahead of the game. And one of the things that yeah. I really love about Jonathan Taylor this year is that he's playing with a great offensive line. Like the Carson Wentz is probably going to have a huge bounce back playing with Frank Reich. They'll mm-hmm. likely... I have them drafting a wide receiver because I think a Michael Pittman could be good. Mm -hmm. I have them drafting a wide receiver. So I kind of like that. And I I just want to be ahead of the curve, you know, and this can flame out, you know, sometimes these picks don't work out and that's the way fantasy, I mean, shoot, I had Christian McCaffrey on enough teams last year Mm -hmm. to know that sometimes these picks don't work out. So I like him an awful lot. I'm still of the mind that you should draft Travis Kelsey as your first pass catcher. I like Darnell Mooney. If Mm -hmm. I'm going to take the cheap way out, I like my- I, darnell mooney's a, a good one for me i also like um who else am i also getting into i'm trying i'm stung because i had blake jarwin all over the place i gotta hold on let me pull up my mock draft monday that's how <laughs> i remember all this stuff it's so funny because i'll start forgetting like what is like people ask me fantasy questions right now because i'm so into the nfl draft huh. and i'm doing my thing and i'm like oh yeah wait hold on like i forgot it's tough life. on the
2: spot to know everything no, yeah. no, no, no.
1: I, I should be better. <laughs> we talk about Matthew. St- okay. Darnell Mooney, AJ Dillon is a guy that I'm picking up. Cause That's, I think that he's still, yeah. he's a better version of Jamal Williams. I think that they're with 18, 18 weeks. You have to remember now this season too. And I know like, this is a, a, one of the reasons why a lot of people won't take Jonathan Taylor is because they, they brought back Marlon Mack and it's like, they picked up a low cost option of a guy who already knows the offense and it's not yeah. really going to challenge Jonathan Taylor. So I like that pick. I like Mooney. Phillip. This is a wild one. Phillip Lindsay yeah. in Houston. How many times, how many times does it always seem like Philip Lindsay is not going to have a gig and then it ends up being the best running back. And I don't care yeah. if David Johnson and Mark Ingram and all those guys are there. He's still their best guy. I like Michael Pittman. Uh I think he's a good, I think he's a good value this year too. Why are all these names coming up? Hold on, hold on. (laughs) I know I got to do it better. By the way, I know we talked about Stafford a moment ago. This Uh is one of the things. Now, what we saw with the Rams last year, as I I was leaning towards Jared Goff, because during Todd Gurley's run with the LA Rams, when, when Sean McVay was there, no team ran the ball more inside the five than the LA Rams. And so I thought, well, with well, Gurley gone, they might try to throw the ball a little bit more. And so I'm like, I'm going to try to low key, like pick up Jared Goff here and there thinking that they were going to kind of abandon that strategy. Turns out that there, it didn't matter. And Sean McVay was still going to go with Malcolm Brown or Daryl Henderson. And eventually cam You're right. so like, okay, well, this is a Sean McVay thing. So when, Stafford got traded to the Rams. My initial read was like, well, he's not going to throw the ball enough and he's not going to be he's not going to be counted upon enough near the goal line to make a difference. And then one of my friends Michael F. Florio and we had this conversation and he was like, do you ever think that like I mean like golf compared to other NFL quarterbacks not as good as they are? That perhaps Stafford Gets a couple of extra opportunities and it really stuck with me. So now, as I'm, I'm doing these drafts, and I love taking Justin Herbert this year, yeah. I'm low key like the two guys I want to add at the end of every draft. I think it's going to be important, especially this year, is to carry two quarterbacks. I know people love to stream quarterbacks and whatever. I understand. I understand the strategy. I kind of want to have either Burrow or Stafford on my bench because I think both of those guys have the ability to blow up for like 5,000 yard seasons yeah Stafford Stafford worries me a little bit because the Rams defense is pretty good but Sean McVay doesn't seem to care all that much and the Bengals still have a terrible defense so Burrow could be asked to throw the ball 50 times so Mm -hmm, I'm in on that yeah so oh yeah
2: I I, I picked up Will Fuller late in my drafts last year and
1: obviously he's a Dolphin this year so he was pretty good. Right? that was good. I loved, happy. I loved Will Fuller last year, Ben. He was good. I love him as a number one. I mm-hmm. hope they hopefully, at six, you guys get who Jamar Chase or or Pitts, yeah, or, or whatever. God, if Kylie Pitts is there, let's talk. Let's talk about him for a second. You know what? It's so difficult for these tight ends to come in and make an immediate impact, but I think Kyle Pitts might be the guy who does it. Mm-hmm. I'm curious to see where he goes because I think. The key to that is the Falcons at four because the Falcons could go quarterback because Matt Ryan's turning 36 this year. They could trade the pick to somebody who wants to jump up. Like if somebody wants to get ahead of the Carolina Carolina Panthers Uh or something like that, or if they stick there, then I think it's very reasonable for the Falcons to take pits. You put them on that team. They had the golden years of Tony Gonzalez. Mm -hmm. This would give him the prime version and if he escapes if he's not picked by the falcons the bengals should do everything in their power i know that you should probably pick a lineman to protect joe burrow but if, if pitts is there like you got like that's it that's your kelsey that's mm-hmm. your gonzalez yeah. like exactly. put that with joe burrow then you got t higgins you got tyler boyd and let's go like that's a squad right there
2: mm-hmm. his pro day today was pretty special to watch unbelievable, unbelievable. On oh, yeah. yeah his four years, exactly it's crazy
0: and chases both look
2: so good. I want good. Miami to take him at six. I love the pick.
1: Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah, they're both. I think Miami. Yeah, I think Miami will get one of the. I mean, one of those guys should fall to them.
2: Yeah, it all depends what Atlanta does at four.
1: It would be enough. Yeah, because I mean, conceivably those guys could go four and five, but hmm. I don't know. I yeah. think somebody. I think somebody looking for a quarterback kind of sneaks in there. Exactly.
0: Who, who do you think got set up the best after those trades? with like the first round pick do you think it was the Bengals or the dolphins
1: i gotta how the dolphins did such a great job of getting back up there and not really having it cost them too much yeah
0: like they're They're the same player probably
1: it is one of those things of the uh it takes it takes money to make money type of situation where the falcons are already or excuse me the dolphins are already like yeah we got all these picks to move we can we can maneuver around i thought that they've you know, it's fun to see them make, it's like an NBA trade deadline type of thing. And uh, it was fun to see them work that out. And so i either in pretty, you look at the picks that they're going to have over the next couple of years. Crazy. You know, obviously you got to hit on those picks, but goodness gracious, yeah. they're set up.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, is it those 25, 30 minutes when those trades were going down? I was going Unbelievable. Yeah, so much I, fun. I, it was crazy to me. I had no
1: clue what was going on. <laughs> I had no clue. I'm trying to keep up. Actually. Yeah. James Co and I were recording something and it was like, Oh my God, like there was another trade. Like, how do we keep up with this?
2: Mm-hmm. No, it was, it was nuts to me. The Philly yeah. trade was like, wow. Like we're really going in. At...
1: Yeah. You're going for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. We want mm-hmm. Um. So sticking with the draft a bit,
1: um, which rookie do you think is going to have the biggest fantasy impact this season? a lot of the things with the rookies always comes down to fit and availability. You know, Travis Atien could, it's the highest rated running back on my board, but if he goes to a situation where he's going to be, I, Kansas City's a wrong example, but something like that, like if he went to the Cowboys and he was brought Buffalo. in for depth, like, you know, yeah, we're well, Buffalo would actually be a pretty good spot. And I kind of hope that he slips to 30 because if he goes to Buffalo I think that number one, he becomes their number one running back. But he's also really good in the pass game. Like he's yeah. a good screen option. And I know that the, the Bills fans don't want to hear this because they're like, we don't need a running back. We need. I'm like, you guys, like you you gotta run the ball sometime. And it, you can't rely on Josh Allen all the time. And if you can get a running back who is good at running the football and also catching it, which I think would be amazing, if they if they had this screen game with Travis Etienne. To go with what they already have going on right now, because I love love Stephon Diggs, yeah. love Gabe Davis. Like I think they're set. I think I love that Buffalo team. So exactly. I think that's uh I think that would be a pretty good option for him. Of course, Chase depends on where he goes. I like like what like Justin Jefferson was a special player last year, so that's a little bit different. That was by the way, I remember telling the Eagles because I do my mock draft, my mock drafts are always different. Like, I don't try to predict the pick. I try to tell teams what to pick. Like, this is what you should do. Mm-hmm. last year, I told the Eagles "So you guys should take Justin Jefferson, and they didn't listen to me. No, what not. At the same time, by the way, I should point out, though, I also told the Chargers not to take Justin Herbert. So I'm not always <laughs> right. I'm not like, the Chargers don't have to listen to me anymore. You guys can ignore me. But the Eagles, pay attention to what I'm saying. So there's certain situations with certain guys yeah. going into certain, like, like if Elijah Moore went to where could he go where he could make it a meet? Like if he, if he slips to the second round mm-hmm. and goes to New Orleans is a bad example. Like, yeah. like, 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 like there's certain spots yeah. where you're like, well, then he becomes better. Exactly. Like T Higgins, I T Higgins I like a lot. I love T Higgins. I love him so much. So they, again, this isn't the most perfect example because he did go to a, he did go to a good situation for him. But if T Higgins would have gone somewhere where they weren't going to throw the ball, like if he had gone to Dallas, like C. D. Lamb, I guess this is the best one. If CeeDee Lamb would have gone to Cincinnati instead of like, I would take CeeDee Lamb over T Higgins, but the way the situation worked out last year, I like T Higgins over CeeDee Lamb. So a lot of it depends on fit like that. And if I wasn't going to take Henry Ruggs over CeeDee Lamb, but you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of it does depend. Like if CeeDee Lamb would have went to the Eagles, I probably would have had him as the number one. I probably would have had him again ahead of Jefferson going into drafts last year, even though I love Jefferson a lot. So a lot of that is fit. And I've, and there's so many good, it's so funny, like Alabama, just Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddle. And you're like, goodness gracious. Like they just get everybody. Like it's
2: crazy. Oh, it's crazy. The past two years when they had Rodgers and Judy, and then you go to Waddle and Smith unbelievable
1: i've never heard of that before does nobody yeah. else recruit like what is going yeah. on mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> it's also like ohio stay with the quarterbacks obviously dwayne haskins isn't that good but you got joe burrow and dwayne haskins in the series. yeah and dwayne
1: great. haskins was a good college quarterback exactly. so that's,
2: yeah so that's i get doing. that you're right mm-hmm. yeah. you always got that so sticking on to the draft there's mac jones right now who people might say go three to san francisco where do you see him going
1: yeah, I've kind of slugged him into three with San Francisco, really? mostly because well, the the thing is, and this is probably a lazy way to look at this, is he kind of he, he strikes me as kind of like a, a another version of Matt Ryan. Uh-huh. And Kyle Shanahan got the best years out of Matt Ryan that maybe this is the kind of quarterback. Now, obviously, the 49ers have to know who they want. Yeah, they have to they they they've gotta and they have to like know. That the guy that they want could be drafted you know they they can't i, I don't know because it just so much of it depends on what the jets are doing mm-hmm. and is zach wilson going to be there is mac jones who knows who justin fields like we don't know mm-hmm. 49ers have to be very <clears throat> very confident in all their evaluations of their quarterbacks to think hey this is a guy like they got to have their guy in mind Mac Jones just seems like the most obvious. I think that he just any of the, it's Kyle Shanahan though. So it's like yeah. any, of these, any of these guys are going to be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm being very lazy by just putting him at number three because otherwise I don't know that he's a fit for everybody else, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah, no. I, I yeah. He might make a sense. He might make sense in Carolina because I could see Matt Rule wanting to go with him a little bit. But there's certain guys where you're like, if you're the Lions, and if the lions had an opportunity to take Justin Fields, I think they would take him. If they had an opportunity to take Mac Jones, I don't think that they would. So a lot mm-hmm. of it, they're different scheme quarterbacks. So I'm being lazy saying that Jones is going to go to the 49ers, but I'm, I'm willing to bet that I'm going to be wrong on that.
2: We'll stick with it. I don't know. It'll be interesting. Because yeah. That's going to be so interesting. This is a yeah. conversation of or fields. So we don't know who's going to be the third quarterback off the board. Yeah. Right now we just have Trevor and Zach.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, we're assume, and we're assuming it's Zach Wilson. Some people might be turned off by him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like we don't know. We don't know what the Jets are thinking. We don't know what the 49ers are thinking. Like there's a lot of, there's a lot of questions. And the Jets, I mean, that's another interesting one too. And I don't know if we talked about this already, but um, you look at the Jet, like I like Sam Darnold and I think that Sam Darnold could be a good quarterback in this league. But at the same time, if you're a coach and you're taking over a team, I think you should have the ability to pick your own quarterback. Like I'd like no disrespect. Like if he wants to come in and if, if Robert Sala, uh, Sala is already convinced, like Zach Wilson would be his quarterback, I think you should pick him for him and uh, let, let uh, Sam go somewhere else. You know, you're talking about if that, if the, if the, if the jets do draft a quarterback, that means they're likely to move Sam Darnold. I think that's where Atlanta could end up addressing their quarterback situation. Because if you think of your Atlanta, I like that.
2: Yeah. You're not
1: gonna you're not gonna have to give up a first round pick, especially if the Jets already draft their quarterback. Because then the price goes way down. It's like, bro, you guys already have a quarterback. I'm not giving you a first round pick for it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But you can give them a conditional pick at the round of your choosing or that is decided upon. You bring in Sam Darnold to back up Matt Ryan to be his eventual replacement. You're allowed to draft Kyle Pitts. Let's go. That's a squad. I like it. Well, that automation. is actually
0: a really good play. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I like Sam Darnold. I think that he got put in a poor situation with New York. And Adam. obviously we had him in Miami and he was pretty crappy there. But I don't know. Oh, it's okay. interesting to see where he'll go or if he'll stay with the Jets.
0: Yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm.
2: So another question that we have for you just based off fantasy football is me and Shane, once we saw Kenyan Drake to the Oakland or Las Vegas Raiders. Now we were pretty shocked. So what do you think like the value of Josh Jacobs or Kenyan Drake for fantasy?
0: And they, and they just traded away basically their whole O-line and then got Drake.
1: It's awful. Like it is, it is so terrible because Mm -hmm. Josh Jacobs, I think he's a better receiver than people give him credit for, but he's a two down back. He's a, he's a thousand yard back. If you're going to sign a running back, sign somebody like James white, who mm-hmm. can be your third down pass catching back. Don't sign Kenya Drake, who again, is a lot like Josh Jacobs. Yeah. A better receiver than he gets credit for, but is still going to be a thousand yard rusher. Why do you want two of those guys? And maybe John Gruden's doing it right because of the extra game. But it would have just been so better just to go get the satellite back, get the third down guy, Mm -hmm. get the JD McKissick type. I mean, James, James White was available. You Mm -hmm. saw him play. Like, you know, he's good, John, go get Mm -hmm. him instead. Exactly. (laughs) It's
2: it's interesting. So now like, I don't think we really, we've talked, we touched everything for fantasy football and football. So I saw on Twitter, like I've seen, I follow you on Twitter that you like yeah. to tweet about how I met your mother. Yeah, buddy.
0: Love I mean, it, that
2: show. Pretty big, how I met him, a lot of the fans. And personally, me, myself, I wasn't that disappointing with the ending, but I've seen you that you did what not are you love the ending.
1: The ending was the great, and I'm sorry to do this. Um, I'm gonna have to bounce at five, your time. So I'm gonna have okay. to bounce in a few minutes, but okay. I'm so, so sorry. It's okay. We're- they're paying okay, me okay. for a meeting, I'm sorry. But I wanna talk about this. We got six minutes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Let's talk about this. The ending was the greatest, I know it was the best ending that you could possibly have, huh? where him and the mother live happily ever after. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're referring to because the only ending I've ever seen in my life has been on YouTube. <laughs> That's the only ending. I don't know any other, I don't know any other thing. I've never seen you any other. The I go, I don't know what that means. (laughs) I go from the Gary Blauman episode Mm -hmm. to where we see what happens to Wendy the waitress and uh, the bartender's son becomes the guy with McLarens. I've never seen, I'll tell you this. I was, uh, I didn't watch how I I streamed How I Met Your Mother and how I did it. This This is old school. I wasn't off Amazon Prime or Hulu or whatever. I was, it was on FX. And so I'd watched a bunch of episodes out of order. And so one time this had to be after, Oh, you know what? This is after my first when my first kid was born, my daughter, she's five. And so I said, Oh, so I had like paternity leave. And so I had just happened to notice I was watching the pilot episode of how I met your mother on FX. So I hit series record. So I watched it that way and it's mind blowing. It was so like, just to watch how it unfolded was so mind-blowing. And um, especially the episode where Barney goes to San Francisco, oh,
0: to bring back, I cannot,
1: I can remember how I felt. <laughs> I wanna recapture that feeling. Liberty's was my favorite. Yeah, like that's a good, mm-hmm. like, I wanted to, for a, a CBS, just for a, a basic television broadcast sitcom, to really hit you in the fields like that, you're like, oh, this is amazing. Uh-huh. So I love the show. I love when uh, the girl who goes to Germany.
2: Yeah, Victoria.
1: Victoria, gosh, yeah. thank you.
2: Uh-huh.
1: I love Victoria. I'm a big Victoria guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. But, um, and obviously I like Kristen Molinati. But, uh, so the mother, so I'm watching the final, you know, I'm in the final season. And I like, I think the final season's better than people give it credit for. I liked it. But um, I was three episodes out of the finale i think that's gary blauman is the last one that i watched i told my neighbor i said i don't know if i'm reading too much into this but if this show ends with the mother dying and him ending up with robin i'm gonna burn down your house (laughs) (laughs) my friend my friend literally Deleted those last three episodes off my DVR. <laughs> Went into my TV when I wasn't paying attention and deleted them. He's like, you got to watch this YouTube video. Here's how the show ends. And I'm like, okay, great. Love it. That's the way the show ends to me. Uh-huh. He's awesome. still alive. Exactly. I, I want You guys aren't old enough to remember this. I, are you guys Star Wars people at all? A bit, um, yeah.
0: I'm, I'm a bit. Okay.
1: So if you ever watch Return of the Jedi... Boba Fett falls into the pit of this uh, the, out in the dune sea. He gets eaten by the Sarlacc, but the fans revolted so hard against that. They're like, Boba Fett can't go out that way. That they, they made fan fiction that he survives. That obviously becomes <laughs> canon. If you play the EA sports video games or any other things, it becomes canon that he survives. I think that we need to do this for how I met your mother. Yeah. Uh-huh. and we pushed that that alternative that was filmed they have it they exactly. didn't like, it, it wasn't a fan mashup. it was legit i don't think it, it was but no, like, it was Paris, filmed yeah it yeah. was a filmed ending that yeah. is the ending that is the ending.
0: <laughs> we'll stick, and, with, that. Uh-huh. We'll stick yeah. with that
1: unfortunately that's got to be the ending for me i'm so sorry I'll, okay, okay. thank you so much all your time
0: yeah it really means a lot i feel to
1: bad us. no we got to do it again i'll make it up to you mm-hmm. next time we'll hey, talk about you awesome golf. And who do you think is going to win the masters? But yeah, gosh, there was so much we didn't even get to. Yeah. So there's a lot left. We can do this again sometime real soon. Hey, that'd be awesome. Thank
2: you. Thank you, Thank you for your time.
1: Okay. All right. Well, Ben, Shane, it has been an absolute pleasure. It was our and pleasure. Every- and everybody who is listening in, I, uh, I hope you don't hold this against them. <laughs> I know your friends are going to be like, why did you have that lunatic on? It <laughs> didn't make sense. He wanted to talk about how he met your mother, Star yeah. Wars fan theories. But, anyways, thank you so much for having me. It was an absolute pleasure.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Thank really you for coming. Me.
1: Anytime. Happy to do it.